Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Greensboro, North Carolina with my new friend Bo Weggington of the Bruise Rock podcast. Bo moved to Greensboro for college in 2006, left to chase his dreams of making it big in music, then came back to settle down. He's a huge craft beer fan and dedicates his time to helping others develop their music careers. In this episode, Bo and I talk about visiting the Greensboro Science Center, attending the North Carolina Folk Fest, and sampling craft beer at local breweries like the Odin Brewing Company. Hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting North Carolina, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to both tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Greensboro. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Acorns is one of my favorite apps because it helps me invest spare change automatically. Every time I make a purchase with a registered debit or credit card, the transaction is rounded up to the next dollar. Then, Acorn invests these roundups in my personalized portfolio. Plus, when you shop at participating retailers or service providers, you can earn additional found money to invest in your future. Examples of current and previous partners include DoorDash, Liberty Mutual, Macy's, and FedEx. I've been using Acorns for years and love how much money I've saved up from all these small investments. Sign up using my referral link at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns to start saving today. Hey, Bo, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Today, we're talking about Greensboro, North Carolina, and it's a city I've heard a lot about. I know it has a great like beer culture and actually not that far away from us here in Nashville. So I'm looking forward to being able to take a road trip out there and, and explore all the fun things to do. Well, you should. I lived out in Nashville for quite some time, so I made many a trip through Greensboro on my way back to my parents in Raleigh and went to college in Greensboro. So it's a good halfway mark if you're trying to go down to Raleigh or Charlotte. Absolutely. So uh, fantastic. So you actually, you were there for a while in college, then you left and you came back. Like what brought you back and like, what keeps you there? So I fell in love with music here in Greensboro when I was going to college. I went and got an acting degree at UNCG and in college, I started a band and there was a really great music scene here. And so after I went and lived in LA, lived in Nashville, I thought it was about time to come on back home and try to help build the music community here and help people that are trying to get into it, learn more about the business side. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that probably at creative people, they're really great at creating the music and creating uh, you know, the sounds with their, with their instruments, but sometimes that creativity kind of stops the way of them being able to access the business side of their brain. Yes. Yes, it is. It is a roadblock sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, like you said, you were there in college, you left, you came back. If you had to describe like the people in just a couple of words or the city in a couple of words, how would you do that? The city is full of creative people. Even the businesses, like there's a very creative feel to the small businesses around town and everybody is trying to just collaborate a lot of the time. And there's a bunch of art, like the city is full of big graffiti portraits, a bunch of the big developers around town. They have commissioned a ton of murals on all the different buildings. So it's like everywhere you go, there's creativity. And that's why I really love being a creative person. Oh, fantastic. So for people that aren't that familiar with with Greensboro, I know I've seen it 
through like advertising campaigns and everything like that for the, from the Visitors Bureau. But I'm not sure exactly where it is in the state. I know I've, we've done some podcast episodes on Asheville and and Raleigh and like Wilmington, but I mean the the state itself is kind of pretty wide, even though it's not that tall. So where where is it in the state? It's like right in the middle. So if you're coming from Asheville to go to Raleigh, it's your midpoint. It's like directly above Charlotte. So you got like an hour and a half from Charlotte. You can come to Greensboro. Two hours from Asheville. If you're driving east, you'll hit Greensboro. If you're in Raleigh and you drive west an hour and a half, you're in Greensboro. Oh, right on. So it's, it's pretty easy for everybody, you know, as far as being able to get there. So that's great. When people are planning their trip to come out there to Greensboro, like, I know that the weather can be a little rough sometimes in the summer. It's hot and humid in, uh, in Fayetteville where my family used to live. Like, what's the weather like there and what type of year should, should people plan on, on visiting? My favorite parts of the year are the spring and the fall. The summers can be very hot and humid and it's not as enjoyable to be out and about. I do love sitting on a patio in the summer, but then the fall, the weather's pretty pretty mild in the spring and the fall, but the summers can be pretty hot and the winters can be really cold. Yeah, right on. I, now, as far as like uh, throughout the year, are there certain festivals or annual events that maybe somebody wants to plan a trip around attending one of those? Yeah. If you are planning on coming in the summer, the North Carolina Folk Fest is hosted here in Greensboro every year. It's in the summertime. It changes from year to year, but usually it's around September. Uh, and then with the Folk Fest, I mean, obviously, you know, like you said, a lot of creative music musicians that are there and everything like that. Does your band play there as well? I have not played the Folk Fest. They usually try to bring people outside of North Carolina in to play the Folk Fest. They don't have a ton of North Carolina artists on the bill because you can see them all the time. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. All right. On. So if we're planning to, to visit Greensboro, is there an airport nearby or do we fly into Charlotte or you know, Asheville or one of those other airports? There's an airport here in Greensboro. It's PTI, the Piedmont Triad International Airport. It is very small. And most of the time, the flights coming here are a little bit more expensive. So I recommend people fly into either Charlotte or RDU, like down to Raleigh, because it's a little bit cheaper and it's not that far of a drive. But there is one here. If I can fly out of it, I always try to fly out of PTI. <laughs> sure, sure. So whether we're flying into you know, PTI or one of the other airports, how do we get from the airport to the city? Do we rent a car or is there like public transportation, like a shuttle service? You know, what do we do there? I would definitely recommend a car because Greensboro is kind of spread out. There's different pockets of really cool stuff, but it's not all real close together you could uber like uber or lyft like any ride share it'll bring you around but i would just say for the freedom of exploration i would rent a car okay that makes a lot of sense now uh i know we're going to talk a little bit later on about all the breweries and everything like that so obviously with that you're going to want to be able to use uber or lyft or you maybe like there's like a some sort of like tour or something that that takes you among all the different breweries i wish there used to be back in the day but i don't I don't think that there was a company called Tap Hopper that was doing brewery tours, but they've moved into the canning industry instead. So there used to be something that does that. And then there are the like pedal taverns downtown. So if you're like just trying to roll around and see the sights, but also <laughs> enjoy a couple, couple of drinks, there's that for you. Sure. Sure. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, as far as like 
we're renting a car and we're so we flew into one of the airports there. Where do we stay in in Greensboro? Is there like a, a downtown area that we want to get a hotel there, or is maybe there's some other hotels that have like really great character that we want to try to book a room at? Yeah, the, I would recommend. I mean, downtown you're going to have your kind of staple big hotels like your Marriott, the Hyatt is downtown. But I always recommend people check out some of the other kind of boutique spots we have. There's a hotel called the Proximity Hotel, which is super cool. Like it is a the design in it is really awesome. Like just very neat design in there, and it has an awesome restaurant in the bottom called the. Uh, Printworks. Printworks is the restaurant down there, and it's awesome. And then there's a bed and breakfast called the Double Oaks Bed and Breakfast, and I always recommend people check that out too. It's a house like located right in the middle of, of Greensboro, and you get to see kind of the neighborhoods where the locals hang out, but you also have quick access to downtown. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I, whenever I travel, I, I love using miles and points to be able to save money and everything like that, but I think part of the the kind of the allure of travel is finding those unique places because some of those, like you said, some of like the, the big brands, it's like a cookie cutter. And whether you're in your Greensboro or Topeka or Los Angeles, like you have, you have no idea where you are, you yeah, know, it's the same everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> which is good and bad. Right. But having those supporting those small businesses, experiencing some of that local culture and flavor to me, that's what a lot of that travel is all about. So, so speaking of that, what are some of the things we should be doing when, when we're visiting Greensboro as far as you know, museums or, you know, obviously the breweries and those types of things. But uh, what are some of the things that, that people really come there and enjoy the most? I know like a big thing that people come here for is the science center. So we have the Greensboro science center, which has a bunch of really great learning activities for the whole family. We're not too far away from the zoo down in Ashboro. It's about 30 minutes away. And there's the Greensboro Grasshoppers are here. It's a minor league team, and the games are always a ton of fun. And then there's some really great music around town. One of my favorite places is a place that I used to go to back when I lived here in college. It's called the Flat Iron, and it has gone through a lot of changes through the year. But the rendition it's in right now is amazing venue sounds amazing in there it's small so you're not like in a big stadium or anything so it's a intimate experience that you can't get most places that sounds like a lot of fun i usually travel with my kids a lot and, and so that discovery science center sounds sounds like a great place to go and, and be able to experience that and you know, like you said if you're visiting during the summertime i mean there's nothing better than just hanging out with your friends uh drinking a beer and, and watching some baseball Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Thursdays they do. They usually do Thirsty Thursdays. So it's discounts on beers on Thursdays in the stadium. And it's pretty fun. Uh, that is awesome. Let's see. So just doing a little research on, on Greensboro, uh, I guess there's actually an International Civil Rights uh, Center and Museum there as well. Yep. It's located right downtown. There was a a very famous, I can't remember exactly what happened. Like there was a very big civil rights movement that happened here in Greensboro. And we have a lot of history in that when it comes to civil rights rights, there was a bunch of movements and demonstrations here. And a lot of that is covered in the civil rights museum right downtown. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, I guess there's also a big uh, history museum there as well. The, the Greensboro history museum. I've never been to the History Museum. 
That's all right. I mean, it's uh, kind of like I've, I've been here in Nashville now for five years and there's a lot that I still need to see, you know? And yeah, I generally personally like museums, you know, like especially when it comes to art, I like looking at the buildings more than like the, than the inside of the paintings and everything. <laughs> you know, I'm more of like an architecture person than I am like a, a painting person. Yeah. My wife is very big. Like she loves art and is very into it. And I just don't, I don't have the same eye that she does. So. Absolutely. So um, when other people come to visit, like what are some of the other things that you show them when they, when they come visiting? So I usually will take people, I, I'm very heavy in the beer scene these days. So I take people on kind of brewery tours. Like I'll take them to all the different spots. Like I think now we're up to six different breweries in Greensboro. And that's just in our city and the surrounding cities around us. There's probably at least 15 to 20 breweries within like 30 minutes. So that's usually when people come to town, I'm like, let's go try out some different beers. You know, uh, it sounds like a good afternoon for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so what are some of your favorite breweries then? My favorite breweries. Uh, it's hard to say favorites, but one of my favorite ones that is just really cool inside is Odin brewing. It's, located on Gate City Boulevard, which is a street that runs through the entirety of Greensboro. But it's this old building, and the inside, like it's just very rustic, and it they have a bunch of horseshoes. Their, their slogan is, drink good luck. And I'm in a band, and we play there quite often, too, because they have a really big beer garden out back. That one's one of my favorites. Little Brother Brewing is right downtown. So if you're downtown looking for a great beer, but a cool architectural building as well, Little Brother, it's like right on the corner. It's in a historic kind of looking building and they always have awesome beers. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool to just, you know, obviously you're there for the beers, but also just kind of soaking up the ambiance and, and the, the history of, of where you are. Cause sometimes it's like, you're in that building you go okay well what are the famous people or what other people in history have been here or what type of business was here before you know and it just it helps you kind of just imagine your place in history that way yeah yeah no the odin i can't remember what it used to be it used to be some sort of manufacturing building or or a factory of some sort but it is i'll definitely have to send you pictures of that one because the inside are super dope right on uh do you have, what are a couple of the other breweries that you go to? So there's a brand new one that we actually were at an industry soft opening for. It's just coming up. It's called Hidden Gate Brewing. That one's really cool. And then there's Joymongers. They always have really kind of off the wall takes on beers, but they have another like really great place, especially for kids. They have like an AstroTurf playground out back. And then there's South End Brewing is also, if you're kind of looking for a more upscale date night, their patio it has a bunch of like lounge chairs and they usually have bands playing out back there too. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's good that there's like a variety of different places that, that are available. And like you said, whether it's a date night or you're out there hanging with the family and, and everything else, I think it's it's good to be able to have a, a variety and a number of different options. Now, obviously, you know, everybody's listening here. Some people don't drink and, and some people want other things to be able to do or you want to give your liver a break. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of other things that I was looking at in the Greensboro area, there's, uh, I guess there's like this bog garden over at Benjamin Park. What is that? So the bog garden, we have the Arboretum and we also have a bog garden. The bog garden is 
kind of what it says is it's this kind of sunk in little park. It's a public park. It's a woodland. It's I, I it's hard to describe, but it's kind of like walking through a swamp, but it's not swampy. They have like a deck built out where it is a little bit swampy there. And then the Arboretum is, I don't know how many miles, I think it's a couple miles long trail where there's a bunch of different wildflowers. They have description of all the different fauna there. So like if you're interested in horticulture, you can learn a lot just by walking, walking down the sidewalk. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because like whenever I travel, you know, I, I want to be able to enjoy and, and have fun and things like that. But also like... I'm always trying to do a little bit of like edutainment type of thing, you know, for the kids where it's like, have fun, but let's learn about some things, you know, and I think different places like that will are really something you can impress upon them and say, look, you can have fun while also learning about things. Uh, I saw there's another place called the, the Tanger Family Bicentennial Garden. I guess it's also probably similar to like the Arboretum. That one is new. I don't know so much about that, unfortunately. Never gotten to take a walk through there yet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just from looking at the pictures, it looks like a kind of a cool place to go hang out and everything. Now we, we mentioned all these different breweries and everything. And obviously the last thing you want to do is drink a bunch without on an empty stomach. Uh, So like, what are some of the the great food spots we should hit while we're there in Greensboro? I have a very wide palate for myself. Like I, I, I like trying all kinds of different stuff, but some of my favorites are definitely, there's a restaurant downtown called blue denim. It's on Elm Street. It's a very small, but kind of Cajun restaurant or like Louisiana themed. I love the crawfish fettuccine. That's my favorite. (laughs) And then downtown has all kinds of food going on. Right across the street, there's a taco place called Crafted Art of the Street Taco. And they have just kind of not your normal tacos you would get. There's very eccentric different options you can get and my favorite one there is the messenger it actually has eggs on it too so you can have breakfast anytime yeah right on yeah breakfast tacos are pretty good right yeah i love breakfast tacos breakfast tacos burritos i'm there (laughs) right on well speaking of breakfast um what's like a a good place we would we would hit for breakfast before we head out for the day you got a couple options uh there's one if you're not staying downtown and you're staying a little bit further near UNCG, the campus, there's a place called Scrambled. Awesome breakfast spot. It's very busy. So be ready to either wait or just try somewhere else because it is always packed. And then if you are downtown, there's a place not too far called the Sage Mule. And I think that the name is pretty funny because it is a little play on words, but the food is amazing. Awesome food. They bake a lot of their pastries and bagels and stuff like there in like on location. Oh, right on. What about like, um, you know, like I said, like maybe I'm traveling with my kids and you know, their palate's pretty, pretty narrow sometimes, you know, (laughs) uh, where would we go for like a good place for lunch for them? If you're here on the weekend, there's a bar downtown called Boxcar. It's a arcade and bar, so it's fun for the whole family. And kids are allowed in, like they're open from 12 until 12 on the weekends, but from 12 until 7, kids are allowed. And they actually have pizza. They have their own pizza kitchen there. And then as far as other places for kids, I am not 100% sure. Sure, sure. Well, what if like, if uh, you know my wife and I go out on a just like a weekend trip just for us. We're out there visiting Greensboro. Any suggestions for lunch for us? 
So if you are here and you're trying to catch a lunch that is a lot, like it's going to fill you up. There's a spot called the Bodega. It's a kind of grocery store slash sandwich shop, but their sub sandwiches are my favorite in town for sure. I always get one called the Gucci belt. I usually have it for lunch and dinner. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's good to be able to have those leftovers later on if you can like kind of revisit that meal. Yeah. Now, say if we want to go like, Maybe it's like you know, the afternoon, it's kind of hot and we want some ice cream or, uh, you know, just like a little sweet treat. Where would we go for something like that? You definitely have to check out Yum Yums. It's on Spring Garden and it's actually on the campus of UNCG, but it has been around for, I don't even know how long, but it, it's been around for ages and it's never changed. Ice cream's awesome. And they also have hot dogs. So if you're not feeling ice cream, you can go get a hot dog as well. Well, I think my kids would be happy. I got a hot dog, they get some ice cream and <laughs> all in one spot. That, that's for sure. Now, you mentioned earlier, like the kind of like the the South End Brewing is kind of like a, that upscale, you know, maybe like a date night type of thing. Is that where I go? If, like if I want to take my wife out for like a little dinner, a little dancing, something like that, would we go there? Or is there like another kind of date night spot you'd recommend? I I would say for dancing, dancing's tricky in Greensboro. I don't know many places with dancing, but for like an upscale type of meal, there are plenty of different options for you. There's a place called Undercurrent, amazing seafood, and it's just a very upscale, fancy place. Uh, so if you're like trying to have a night that you're just like, okay, we're going all in, we're going to Undercurrent. Uh, if you're looking for something just a little bit more relaxed, but upscale still, one of my favorite spots in town is this place called Freeman's Grub and Pub. It's a very small building, rich in history, but the food is awesome. They have brisket that they smoke like 12 hours every time. Like The brisket is consistently amazing. Oh, you got my, you got my mouth watering. It's almost <laughs> lunchtime here. I'm, uh, I'm hungry. And now like you're torturing me with hearing, hearing about all this amazing food. <laughs> I'm tortured myself, man. I'm ready for some of this too. <laughs> <laughs> well, right on. Well, well, Bo, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, talking about all these amazing things to do in, in Greensboro, but now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Greensboro, where should they go and what should they eat? I would go to Hop's Burger Bar and grab the spicy goat burger. So is it is it made of, of goat or is that goat no, cheese? Or? It has goat cheese on it. All the burgers at Hop's are pretty fantastic, but that one's my favorite. Oh, right on. I think my wife would love that for sure. Now, like you said, like you you were there for college, you left, you came back, and now you've been kind of helping uh, build up that uh, that creative scene. Throughout all those times, I'm sure there's some great memories. So like, what's one of your most memorable? I would say I'm just when I moved back here with my wife, like we got married and moved out here and just going back and seeing the huge change that Greensboro has gone through. I think one of the most special things to me is just knowing what it was 10 years before I was here again and just seeing all the innovation and being able to be part of that, too. I've been a part of opening up a couple different restaurants here on the waitstaff side or bartending side. And it's just been cool to be part of helping the city grow. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, you can kind of like, I did that, you know, that's kind of like that cool feeling, you know? Well, speaking of happy times and, and good memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Greensboro? 
the happiest happy hour, I would say go back to Boxcar. Boxcar always on Wednesdays, they have, I think it's like $4 well drafts, but it's hard not to be happy when you can play old arcade games or pinball and get a cheap drink. Yeah, exactly. Kind of brings back those uh, those good memories of growing up. I remember we used to run down with like a, a five dollar bill, or even sometimes a twenty dollar bill, and like get stacks and stacks of quarters, and you just be <laughs> playing video games all day, you know, at the Seven Eleven, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Uh, where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Greensboro? Sticks and Stones. It is by far the greatest pizza in town. I will fight people over that because it is the best. Oh, fantastic! Well, I'll definitely have to show that uh, show up there. That's for sure. Like you said, like you 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 have your band. Uh, you were traveling for you know after after college. Uh, you've been traveling with your band and everything else. Uh, so you have some probably some great travel tips. Uh, which one are your best? Uh, be flexible. I've showed up many of places where a reservation was overlooked or possibly it's just double booked. Always be flexible and always have a backup backup plan for where you're going to stay oh yeah for sure yeah i mean there's <laughs> nothing worse than like you you've been like on a long flight or a long drive and you get there and you're tired you just want to get in bed and take a shower or whatever and like sorry sir our uh our hotel's full yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. or like you're, you're taking your wife out on, on a great date and show up and like yeah your reservation is for tomorrow you know <laughs> yeah yeah no just always being able to have a backup plan is is my biggest tip for people traveling. Right on. Well, Bo, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all those amazing tips. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am a musician, welder, uh, and I run two podcasts. So I do custom fabrication when it comes to welding. And then I'm in a band called Chuck Mountain. We do kind of like Southern blues rock music. And then I have a podcast called weld where i interview people all through the welding industry about different pathways people can take and then i also run a podcast with my band called Brews rock where we travel to all these different breweries we've played at or ones that we haven't played at and we sit down with the either owner brewer or people that are helping make the the beer there and learn more about the brewing process and get some history about the different breweries of like how they started and just cool things about them. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you're a man of many talents. Like there's not a lot of welders, musicians, and podcast uh, hosts, you know, that's well, if people have questions about, uh, about your podcast, about Greensboro or about your band, what's the best way to reach you on social media? I, I'm pretty strict on just, uh, I'm strictly on Instagram pretty much when it comes to communicating. I don't check anything else that regularly, but you can find me on Instagram. It's Bo James Blues. That's my music name. So just Bo James Blues or Welcome to Chuck Mountain. Either of those, you can find me. Right on. Well, we'll definitely include links to that in the show notes and uh, as well as everything else. Bo, again, it's been great talking to you and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Well, I appreciate it. And hit me up when you come through town. I'll show you around. What an awesome conversation with Bo. Although I've traveled to North Carolina numerous times, I haven't been to Greensboro yet. I'm definitely added to my list for a summertime road trip. You can find all the links we talked about and our one-page guide to Bo's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Greensboro. We want to say thank you to Acorns for being today's affiliate partner. 
With Acorns, you can invest spare change automatically on every purchase that you make. Plus, you can earn found money by shopping at participating retailers. This is a great way to easily build up your travel fund. For a limited time, when you sign up at wetravelthere.com forward slash acorns, we'll both earn $5. Join us next time as we head to Fukui, Japan to speak with my new friend Pierre LaRue, who works in the PR division of the Fukui Prefecture's Tourism Department. In this episode, Pierre and I talk about visiting the Asuba Shrine, hiking around the Five Lakes of Makata, and exploring the Ichizan Ono Castle in the sky. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. Mm-hmm.